everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lunnan. And this is Volume Up by The Tees. Jeffrey, I'm happy to be here today. How was your weekend? So good. It's always right. good. Better because we're chatting. We're doing this. I know. How about you? This is my favorite part of the week. <laughs> Don't it's good for a Monday. <laughs> so if you haven't yet checked out last week's pod featuring Katrin, co-founder of the German hair care brand Iku that just launched in the U.S., you should. We talk about things from scalp treatments, which are, you know, our bread and butter. We got we to do that, right? It's like a facial for your pores on your head, all the way to David Letterman and Kim Kardashian. So we cover literally all of the basics in hot buttons. Didn't she call him a goat? She did call him a goat. Yeah, she called him a goat. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, he's a great interview. Maybe better than us. I don't know. We're trying to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Was goat in the sense of greatest of all time or goat because of the beard? That's what I want to know. He does look a little... Okay. Goatish. Now know? that you say it, I feel like it's the latter. Probably. <laughs> but well, like, you know, chalk it up to translation from German to the U.S. I don't know. Either way, exactly. he's a good interview. We're we're gonna get there someday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you liked last week's episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees. And send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. Speaking of TikTok, you really should check out our TikTok. I saw some yes. of the, the things that are happening and there's some potentially embarrassing sort of snippets from me, which I think you might like. Potentially. That's kind. <laughs> Definitely embarrassing uh, on my part. But enjoy. We're putting it out there. Putting it out there. So on today's episode, we, meaning I... I interview the Sam Via, which, I mean, I learned so much from some of his passions and things that he's loving right now. He's trying to improve his putting game, which we talked a little bit of golf, you know, Um, all the way to he is literally like bursting with energy. I mean, he's Sam Via, icon. This is incredible. Yeah, Yeah. he's amazing. (laughs) I felt honored. I was like, should I call you Mr. Via? Um, And he was like, no, Kelly. So we're basically best friends now. Clearly. Yeah, so there's that. And you will be too if you listen. (laughs) Going golfing. (laughs) You know, I do wear black when I golf, so I just wanted to put that out there. I'm not fully subscribed to the uniform yet. I just do my thing, and my short game is pretty solid, but that's it. I know nothing about golf, but I do know (laughs) that I would like to see you on the field, the greens? No, the course. green? It is green. The course. green. Green but. singular, the course. <laughs> you in black, though, like fully done coven American horror story style. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like people are like, aren't you hot? Like it's warm. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I do stick out and I'm fine with it. I have a standard and I just roll with it. So that is it. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know, which I'm pretty certain you do, but Sam is the co-founder and chief creative officer of the Sam Via Company, a leading education and styling tool company for the professional hair industry. And you're going to learn much more than just that because literally the man is an icon. But before we get to that, Kelly, what are you excited about this mm-hmm. week? Bones to pick, shows yeah. to watch, lay it on us. I've got quite a few. Um, I started Can't making wait. a list and then I thought I mm-hmm. should probably stop. Mm-hmm. Number one. The Christmas tree is up and 
my husband has this sort of like game with himself every year. Like the tree gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and this mm. year it wouldn't fit on top of his SUV. So we had to have it wow. delivered. And then he and I proceeded to put up roughly a 13 foot tree. And um, the stand wasn't big <laughs> enough. So we had to borrow a saw to saw it down, like whittling yes, it like do. a toothpick at the end, right? Lumberjacks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There was a lot of things said. And I'm sure, you know, yeah, my husband's in construction and we don't own a saw. So we don't, we don't have a saw. <laughs> we text the neighbor and I was like, I don't think our neighbor has a saw. He did. <laughs> well, that's, you know, plus. Yeah. It's and so up. the tree's up. There's no decorations, but it's up. We're ready. We're doing this. We are also still very much in quarantine. I believe in California, you are on double quarantine. We are staying at home, although there's a lot of confusion as to what that mm -hmm. means because retail and stuff is still very much open. But basically okay. guidance is hunker down, stay home as much as possible. But make sure you, you know, hit the stores, right? Right. <laughs> right. Like keep minute. businesses afloat, yeah. mm -hmm. which like, of course, we want to do that, but also mm -hmm. stay home and don't spread disease. Yeah, it's not great. Hospitals are full. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we encourage, as we've said multiple times, wear a mask, wash your hands, stay away from people, stay home if you can. It's Tough true. times. I'm, yep. I'm totally over it. The good news is that it doesn't look like salons are closing, yes. which, as we know, California, big controversy. Things maybe have shifted. People within legislature have learned some lessons. Uh, I think it's a testament to stylists taking yeah. sanitation very seriously. So... We are happy about that for our friends that are trying to keep their businesses afloat. But yeah, tough times. I mean, I feel like going, I was having this conversation with someone. I feel like going to your salon is like a hundred times safer than Target. Like there's sanitation guidelines, right? My salon, they're sanitizing when you come in, they take your temperature, you write it down with sanitized pens. You of course have a mask on everybody. There's five people, four people in the salon. So let's keep them open. All right. Okay, in other news, um, I have also two more bones to pick. Number one, I'm really over like the, the charcuterie board trend. Um, it's mm. now moved into like hot cocoa charcuterie boards, and I'm, I'm not here for it. Charcuterie actually means cold cooked meats collectively on a board. It doesn't mean cocoa. Dipped pretzels. No. <laughs> so don't come knocking at my door. With a hot cocoa charcuterie board. <laughs> wow. I Stop just have like Three's Company. Mm -hmm. Don't, come but don't come knocking. Oh, don't. speaking of Three's Company. Oh, Chris, my husband, now we were dating at the time. My best friend and his best friend, we dressed up back in our 20s in the glory days as Three's Company. Which Guess character were you? Were you Janet? 100%. Janet was the best. 100%. Janet was the best. Let's be real. The like... <laughs> oversized dress like she was ahead of her and the Amazing. haircut i mean i had yeah. it all it was so spot on i'm gonna send you the picture maybe we'll put it on our tiktok <laughs> we should we should put it on something we'll put it somewhere i mean the the men's outfit were the most interesting like chris taped facial hair on his chest or chest hair on you know <laughs> yeah it was a whole thing <laughs> good good glad glad that we could do that for you it was it was really memory lane now I feel like maybe you might have some bones to pick, yes? Uh, always. Uh, okay, but not. Yeah. I've got things to talk about. Okay, let's hear. Those things are the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, 
which I mean, like, if you guys are not into Salt Lake, what are you even doing with yourselves? That you can't I, get into Salt Lake. <gasps> no, no, no. I'm fully oh, okay. invested. Okay, thank God. Thank, I was, I was, I was this worried. This was me. Like, hmm, what's that? Like Saturday, everyone's like not in the living room. I go, oh, I have to watch this. Turned out, I hit the total jackpot because it was the first episode. I mm-hmm. swiftly recorded all episodes. Mm-hmm. And was Googling, like I had to stop the episodes to like Google the women. Then I'd go again and I'd mm-hmm. stop it again. I was like, mm-hmm. what is this? Yeah, truly. It's the, it's like they leveled up. I didn't think the Bravo could do it, uh, they, but they did it. And it's, it's wow. And I gotta you tell a- you, I mean, they're busting down some barriers in Salt Lake. I mean, like, oh, what? Well, <laughs> well it's, it's like Bravo heard everybody's saying like, there's no diversity. And then yeah. they tried, I mean, it, it could be better, but they, they did a solid and there's lots of stuff going on, which is exciting. So I mean, like any, you know, junkie, then I go on Instagram, right? And I, and I <laughs> look, I look up all of them as it's paused on Instagram. Pause. As, you, as okay. you must. Yep. And then I look up the hashtag and on the hashtag, they're like, Andy Cohen, please give the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City a better time slot. Slut. We're worried there won't be a second season. He's like, be. don't worry. Yeah, this course. is fire. Like yeah. it's happening. <laughs> yeah, Bravo has made the investment. They were not going to go there if it wasn't going to be a hit. I Although, checked out for many seasons. I was like, okay, got you, Beverly Hills. I really like New York, New Jersey. We're flipping tables, but like Salt Lake is just uncovering like little Easter eggs. You're like, I'm sorry, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's truly, it keeps on giving to us. It's so good. I mean, like 2020 has been hard, but like we, we got this. This and is so exactly what I needed. <laughs> yep. A favorite Salt Lake housewife? Do you, oh. do you identify with any one? You know. Despise any? Not, not yet. And I, okay, I got to tell them I don't that's even fair. know their names. Oh, wow. No, that's, that's tough, but it's okay. But I know that like the level of detail on the styling, the cosmetics, the nails, the hair, the outfits. It's, I mean, it must take them hours a day to get ready. Hours. Yeah. And then they just sort of swiftly go up to their 10,000 square foot chalet. What? I'm here Some for life. Great. Yep, I'm same, same, very much. Yeah, so if you guys aren't watching Salt Lake City, get into that, please. 100%. And then report back. Leave us some comments. We want to And give us it. a give it a good review because we want a season two. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. We, we're, we're owed a season two at this point, I think. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And with that. What else that, we got? Yeah, what else, Jeff? <laughs> what else? We've got yeah. so much stuff happening on thetease.com. Uh, our editors are hard at work every week, but especially this week, uncovering all of the things that are happening within the salon professional industry, diving into things about brands you don't know, that you probably Mm -hmm. should know, all sorts of things. First up, something that I'm very interested in, which is not hair, but it is beauty, and it is cool, is that Pharrell Williams, musician, superstar, has a skincare line. It's great, it's called Human Race. Uh, there are three products, all of them I need to cop for myself. The article on the site goes into everything that you could possibly want to know about human race. Uh, I am just upset that it took him this long to get that whole thing together because, I mean, his skin's incredible. His skin's incredible and he's, he's happy, right? I mean, because he's happy. He's, he I is. did it. 
<laughs> he is it. very happy. I mean, if you looked like that, you would be happy too, right? A hundred percent. Like, yeah. yeah. Ageless, beautiful, <laughs> immaculate, poreless skin. So speaking of immaculate, poreless skin, I mean, can we talk a little bit about JLo and what's yes, happening with her new skincare line? JLo Beauty. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, bring in the glow. She's always brought it from the block, but like, it's, it's something. <laughs> it's, it's here. And we are so lucky. I mean, like, honestly, God, the packaging, I didn't think that she was going to be able to sort of make a dent in this space. Like there's so many yeah. celebrity beauty brands, but, but damn, JLo. She didn't. And I was just waiting to bring in, I was like holding my breath to see if I could get in Jenny from the block before you, but you just like stuck it in there. Did it. Had to, had to get right. <laughs> Another deep cut Jenny song. Um, yeah, no, but JLo Beauty for real. It's incredible. Read about it on the site. Our editors are obsessed with it as you should be. It actually seems to work, which is exciting because that's not always the case with celebrity beauty brands yeah. as we all yeah. know. But yeah, definitely JLo Beauty. I mean, who has better skin than her? It's just like butter, like drip. All right. So Kelly, I've got a question for you. Um, yes. Who do you think has better skin? Yeah, J-Lo I mean. Or Pharrell? I'm going to go with, I, I feel like JLo has probably had like more applications of makeup, like, ugh, like all of yep. those things that could be you know, over time kind of wear on your skin, especially of, of like what, what you're oh, for using. Sure. So, I mean, kudos to her. I mean, I also mm-hmm. think that, you know, you're, I'm going to go JLo. I'm going to go JLo, but. Yeah, 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 no. Off. I mean, Pharrell is ageless, like an elf. Mm-hmm. I don't know no. that there's anything that like, you know, he's probably not been through it as much as JLo no. in terms mm-hmm. of like movie sets, music videos, the whole thing. So The lights. I'm, Right, no, yeah, heat, hair, all of it. So, yes, I'm sure her skin is incredible. And she always looks like she's out in the sun. So the last time I got a facial, my esthetician was like, you know, you got a little bit of sun damage. And I was like, hold up. I haven't been in the sun in over a decade. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not real sun. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is sun from yeah. a bottle. And she's like, well, the good news is, is that then we're going way back to the way back to get the sun, da- sun damage out. So I don't do sun. Mm-mm. So JLo's been through it. I think that she's got it. So yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> okay. All right. She wins. I mean, <laughs> was it really a contest? No. Yeah. Okay. What I'm like concerned about is the editors did an article about Alyssa Milano and her hair loss. Cause she's a long hauler COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I almost had to like, squint my eye like one of them to like look at it i was like oh like first of all she should have had an olivia garden brush detangler like let's just put that out there okay yep yep um second she brushed her hair real hard which is also okay yep and third there was a lot of dang hair Mm -hmm. and she's not alone which is terrifying but yeah seeing it posted in that way was pretty shocking. And yeah, it was. we talked to her hairstylist about what the hell to do, which is great. I mean, pop some Nioxin system number six, was it on that? I mean, my two biggest fears are losing my hair and knocking out my front teeth. And so that one was hard to look at. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, so we wish her well. Nice. I hate that this is a side effect, but you know, I've used Nioxin in the past 
It's the one that works. So it is the one that works. It works. It wouldn't fly. No, no. Mm-mm. A lot of JLo movies wouldn't fly probably. That's in world, but anyway. <laughs> um, my last one is chicken <clears throat> or the egg, right? So like Sephora and Kohl's or Target and Ulta. I mean, we know which one came first, Target and Ulta. But mm-hmm. how interesting that like swiftly on the heels of that comes Sephora and Kohl's. Well, I mean, to Sephora's credit, they had partnered with JCPenney prior to the whole Ulta Target thing. Uh, So we go into it on the site, all of the details that we know about the partnership with Sephora and Kohl's. Interesting partnership. I don't know the last time that I've been in a Kohl's, possibly when I was living in Wisconsin. But even then, I don't think that I did. So, Yeah, you know, good for Kohl's because Mm -hmm. I'm not going into Kohl's except to return an Amazon package because did you know you can do that there? I had no idea. But you can. Now I know. You can do that there. But now, I'm no, not going alignment. to the mall. I mean, I'm not going to the mall. So I would, I would go into Kohl's just for Sephora. And speaking of Sephora, I ordered something like seven plus days ago, and it's still not here from Sephora. Oh, so I would grab my bag and march straight on into Kohl's. And you can pick up some Elsie Lauren Conrad clothes no, while you're there. I'm not doing that either. <laughs> I think you should pick up some matching pajamas for the family while you're there. That is, you got me. Yeah, I probably should. Because My actually, Paloma. do you do that? Do you do that for mm, mm, For You did. Kate, Kate does, my wife will do the matching PJ with our daughter thing. Okay. I That's occasionally will engage with like a t-shirt, but yeah. holidays are coming and I could get into the coordinated PJs of it all. So maybe I'll hop into a Kohl's when I can figure out where they into are. Into a fuzzy sort of zip up number. <laughs> yep. Yep. Why not? I mean, why not? We literally have nothing else to do. So <laughs> all the time in the world. Um, so, you know, as always so much going on. Thank you to our hardworking editors on the tease.com. We are so proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about like these. Yes, and now for an ad break. We've got a special Cyber Week promotion running on our shop at thetees.shop. 20% off orders over $20. Please use the code CYBERWEEK. I cannot wait for you guys to meet Sanvia. I know that our team has met him a few times to different trade shows, but it was a treat to sit and talk and listen to you, Kelly, talking with him. We know that you guys are going to love this. All right, Sam. Gosh, I feel like I should call you Mr. Via. Can I can I call you Sam? Please call me Sam by all means. <laughs> okay. We are so excited to talk with you here on Volume Up by the Tees. I can't imagine that anyone listening doesn't know who you are, but in case, let's introduce you to our listeners. Fair warning, I might get a little winded because the credential list goes on and on. <laughs> I'm honored to have you here. Uh, so today on the podcast, we're interviewing Sam Via, the co-founder and chief creative officer of the Sam Via Company, a leading education and styling tool company for the professional hair industry. He is also the global artistic ambassador for Redken Fifth Avenue, a L'Oreal brand, the 2020 International Hairdressing Awards International Hair Influencer of the Year the 2017 Naha Lifetime Achievement Award winner, 
currently nominated for the Naha Educator of the Year. And I could literally go on and on. Sam, did I miss any? Any favorites? Did I get them? Oh, I have, I have favorites, definitely. But thank you for that nice introduction. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So you are an inspiration to all of us in the industry, a beacon of light in our industry. So let's get started. We have a lot of things we want to talk to you about. Tell me a little bit about early on in your career. So like I mentioned, you're a household name for salon pros, been there for years. And as I was doing my research, found out some really cool things about you, uh, knowing that your father was a stylist, Mm -hmm. you know, take us back. So what started you out in the industry? Well, actually, I was going to college and I was really focused on playing volleyball, PE major, that whole athletic career. And then I went home one weekend and said, you know what, I want to drop out of college and go to beauty school. My mother was, her jaw dropped. My dad was clapping underneath the table because <laughs> I, grew, I grew up in the barbershop. And uh, I told my mom, I, you know, I wasn't really focused in school. I had one year left. She goes, you got one year left. Why don't you finish? I go, mom. I cut school half the time, go to the beach, play volleyball. <laughs> I said, let me give this a shot. So off to school, I went in San Mateo, California. I lived in, the, in Santa Cruz, California at the time. Yeah. And my father sent me to a great school, Ponce College of Beauty. And there was Peter Hans and Sally Ponce. Back in 1976, they owned that school. She was the Olympic women's coach. And he oh. had his own product line and was a platform artist. And, you know, I was three months into school and my dad called me up and said, hey, what are you doing on Sunday? I said, dad, I'm not doing anything. He said, well, let's go to a hair show. I'm going to take you to a hair show. I said, what's that? He goes, well, that's where you learn trends and see education. You learn things. I said, okay. So my dad was smart. He picked me up early in the morning. Off we went. I said, who are we going to see? He said, Vidal Sassoon. This was 1976. So this is when Vidal was just starting to come in with Redken and traveling for Redken. And he, he was smart, put me in the second row, All right. sat right in the middle. And I was on the edge of my seat about the first hour. And he, I, he said, sit back. I said, dad, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do that. Well, that's all ego and no money. He goes, prove to me you can do it the right way. Now, what's interesting, Kelly, was that about a week before that, a teacher said to me, she said, Sam, come here. I got to tell you something. I said, what? And she said, your rollers are falling out underneath the driver. <laughs> You better go put them back in and you might want to consider doing something else. So, <laughs> I love so it. When I came back from that show, I knew that that's what I wanted to do was be a teacher. Uh, okay. In those days, a platform artist. And that's where it started, this, this whole intent and purpose of that journey. So I bet your father was proud that he got you. He got you in, right? You were hooked at that moment. <laughs> that was the definitely the... That was hook, line, and sinker right there. But I had to prove to him that I could do it the right way. That was important because he always told me, he said, if you can help people get what they want, you'll always get what you want in life. Sure. That's awesome. And I feel like your athletic background and that coaching, maybe something in there really pulled you to that education piece. Do you feel that that was something related? Kelly, that is so spot on that you say that because I really feel that kind of helped me kind of naturally fall into this idea of being a teacher, being a platform artist, because I already was, little did I know. And those skills really helped me to kind of comprehend what it meant to be a teacher or what it means to teach. Yeah, that makes sense. And Sam, we have one thing in common. It is the fact that my mother was a salon owner and stylist for 40 years. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) awesome. So the thought of, I remember walking after school, I had my little light bright set up in the back of the salon. I have folded many towels and dusted many a shelves. And so I feel like, you know, one of the regrets in my career, you know, I moved into marketing and thank goodness 
am in the industry now, uh, but I always look back and say, what if I would have done that, right? Because it's right, such right. a beautiful industry to be a part of. Well, you know, Kelly, I got to tell you, I when I worked in the barbershop, I didn't like it. I did not like it at all. And I always told myself, I'm never going to do what dad stands up, right. what he does all day, which is stand up in all this hair. Right. Well, little <laughs> do we know where our careers, where we end up. From there, then take me into it. Was it in the early 1980s, right? When you opened your very first salon? Yes. As a matter of fact, I opened it in 1980. I have to be honest and say the two happiest days of my life. One, hmm. when I opened it and two, when I got rid of it. Okay. It's like owning, it's like owning a boat, <laughs> but I miss it. I, you know, I missed it, but I had an opportunity after 20 years being a salon owner, I had an opportunity to start my Redken career and move to New okay. York City. Got it. So tell me about that Redken career. Tell me, mid '90s was it that you got the break um, to walk me into that situation? How how did that come up? Yes, it was mid '90s. It was something where I had been working for a couple brands, and then I left the one brand. They were going in another direction that I really didn't want to. I really wanted to focus on teaching, and they were too much into the showmanship side of shows. So I was looking to where I wanted to go, and I actually received a phone call from Terry Donnelly, the artistic director for Redken at the time. Got and it. she said, I'm putting this team together and would love to have you join it. And that's where it started. I started there, went to my audition. She actually told me you're overqualified. And I oh, said, God. what do you mean? She goes, I go, what about all the notes you were taking? She goes, well, <laughs> me? I'm stealing all your stuff. <laughs> and uh, she said, look, I really want you to come on board, but you have to start at the bottom. I don't want anybody to, I want you to earn the right. And sure. if you do things the right way, I guarantee within six months, you'll be at the top of uh, top of the ladder. And it wasn't so much that it was important to me to be at the top of the ladder. It was important to me because my dad, believe it or not, Kelly, he was Redkin for men. Oh, so he always okay. said, you need to go get, right. with Redkin, get with Redkin, All get right. with Redkin. So yep. that's where it you know, started was that audition. And then from there, it just took off. Great. And was that the only audition of your, I mean, I guess it would be, you're still with Redkin, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the other companies prior to that, I, in those days, you really didn't audition. Redken okay. was, you know, a brand of their own in terms of how they brought people on board. So yeah, that was probably my first and last audition. Yes. I Got never it. looked at it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting too. So now I'm going to say we have two things in common because my mom had a Redken salon oh, and this is not awesome. staged. I swear. <laughs> As I you said it. that, I thought, wait a second. <laughs> so it's amazing. Um, so tell us, uh, you know, uh, your journey today, you're the global artistic ambassador for Redken. What does that role entail for you? Well, I was primarily on the education side. Okay. And then based upon what I've done with social, Redken kind of said, Sam, you're, 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 you need to be over here. You need, you got, you need to be on this side and this side. And so okay. I'm basically hybrid, meaning that I focus on education, focus with marketing. Marketing, I, fo I focus more through the social side or the product uh, uh, enhancement side, things like okay. that. On education, my focus was on training the Redken artists how to present, uh, educating the exchange, uh, obviously going out on the road and doing shows and doing classrooms and things like that. So my passion, though, is really teaching. Love to teach. You know, there's no, you can't pay me enough. When the um, attendee says, Sam, I got it. I, I yeah. understand it. I got it. You know, that's a huge win right there. It's pretty much hybrid right now. The, matter of yeah. fact, sometimes they get confused. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, maybe because you're so good at both, right? Well, <laughs> Where do we put all this talent? <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about how jumping into the new medium, you know, a decade ago called social media. How has that transformed your career uh, in the industry? When I started the brand Sandia, I didn't have a lot of money. And I had maybe two, I had two co-people working with me, co- okay. co-founders, Beth uh, Carson and Kurt Gerhan. And we didn't have any money. So we saw social as a means of being our business card and using that to get the brand name out. And it really also, I discovered, Kelly, and I mean this in a positive way, it took me out of the Redken bubble, opened yeah. my door up for a lot of people that really didn't know who I was. But social media was something where I saw it as an opportunity to really enhance the, the, the scope of education and getting more education out there. But what I told my team was, I said, I want to take a different approach. Let's move away from DVDs and let's do educational sound bites. And they go, what do you mean? I go, well, the youth now, they don't want to watch a DVD for 45 minutes an hour. Give me the answer. They want it now. I said, so what we're going to do is we're going to do educational sound bites and we're going to put them on social and they're going to be no more than 10, 15 minutes long. And it took off. It just took off. I really believe that, you know, your social is is your business card you know your smile is your business card social is where they see you so that's your business card in in terms of the way it works today it was the, the education side not so much the tool side that took us off but hmm. the education side set us up to expand that tool side i love that because you know there's there are sort of heritage tried and true educators in the industry that you know like yourself and then then you also have those who have sort of rose up on social who maybe don't have that brand heritage so you know it's you put in the work um, and it's interesting to me to see how you took that medium you made it relevant and like you said you you got out of the bubble and i think that's so fascinating mm-hmm. yep Very cool. it definitely it definitely has worked in many ways and I, like people tell me ask me you know how'd you get where you're at i said you know what you show up prepared mm-hmm. you show up with intent and purpose you don't ask a lot of questions and you hit it out of the park yeah and you show up again and you do the same thing you just keep patting it out of the park and eventually people push you to the top sure. i think too many times people kelly they try to get to the top mm-hmm. if they just you know it's like success is like chasing a butterfly the more you chase it the more it eludes you Yet, if you focus on the task at hand, success will land softly on your shoulder. And that was my whole mindset was, let me just take it day to day and yep. make sure when I show up, I'm prepared. I show up with intent and purpose yep. and I just do the best I can. And you get asked back again. For all of us who have seen you on stage, it's no doubt that your energy and electricity, I mean, they just light up a room. Um, It's hard to look away. (laughs) How did you take that performance element, if you will, that energy um, and and really infuse it into those educational snippets? Here's the story that I got one day is we shot this little video clip and then my good friend and coach and partner, my business partner, he said, look, he goes, (laughs) what are you doing? I said, I'm teaching this technique. He goes, but you're not Sam. You're trying to be somebody you're mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. He goes, remember what got you here and don't ever forget that. I wow. go, well, what, in your opinion, what, what do you think? I mean, he goes, you care. You don't, you know, you're not showing off. You're not trying to be somebody you're not. You're not trying to prove that you're better than anybody. He goes, just be who you are. And then he said, be who you are because everyone else is taken. Mm, love it. Yes. And that was really, I thought, wow. 
That's so true. So people so, talk about being authentic and you hear that word a lot today. Yes. It's just so important that you just be who you are and you put out, you know, ego is something that you need to manage. And yep. ego is about just let go of the ego. If people don't like me, Kelly, which I know some people may dislike me and I'm okay with that because what I know is when I stand before an audience, I know that what I'm speaking and what I'm sharing is coming from deep within. It's not yeah. just something I'm trying to say to get their attention. I know how to get their attention, but what I deliver is so important that it's usable for them. That's important. That's amazing. And speaking of what you deliver, you're currently nominated for the Naha Educator of the Year, but you have quite the portfolio of other international awards. How do you feel programs like Naha support the industry? Oh, wow. Well, I think Naha is a platform that exposes the hidden talent. It is a platform that exposes the hidden secrets that people have, but they're never given the opportunity. And, you know, there are so many winners out there that are so talented. You know, I'm not the best hairdresser, but I'll tell you what, I'm a pretty damn good teacher, but I'm not a great artist. But I know people mm. that are better hairdressers than me. There's a lot of people out there that are better hairdressers that deserve exactly to be where I am. And I'd love that that's what Naha does is it opens up those doors for those people to, let's say, get picked up or get noticed or get mm. recognized. That's why I adore Naha. You know, people think, well, it's, it's a competition. Hey, it's not about winning. Right. It's about the experience mm-hmm. and the knowledge that you're going to gain in terms of prepping for that shoot, executing the shoot. Yep. You know, it's, it's a huge win all the way around. And do you feel if, you know, there's other people out there, they're listening saying, but he's Zambia, right? Um, I could never do this. I have no idea where to start. Um, What is your advice to those out there who maybe do have that hidden talent, but are just too nervous or too afraid to even get started? Yeah. Well, first of all, fear is just fantasized experiences appearing real. It's just, it's stuff you're making up inside. So Mm -hmm. first of all, Mm -hmm. they got to get past that wall of fear. And what's setting up that fear is that what I just commented on was ego. It's like, well, I'm not going to win. Well, they're not going to like my work. But if you turn that around, you say, okay, I'm going to use this as an exercise to develop my eyes. I'm going to use this as an exercise to develop my hands. And I'm going to take a look and I'm going to go after the two-dimensional game which is photos and which is photograph. And it's amazing how you develop your eyes and you find your hands doing things that you never thought you could do. So I really encourage people to enter awards and and not for the sake of winning, but go in there for the sake of learning and go in there with that that attitude. And then guess what? What happens one time is you win. And and that's when, you know, you you can really celebrate, but every time you enter a collection, every time you enter an award, you celebrate the entry. That's important. Not necessarily the win or, or, you know, keep that out of the mindset, basically is what I'm trying to say. Got it. That's great. I love that. Um, Exercising your eyes and exercising your hands. Did I get that right? I love it. Yep. That's right. I I like it. So now we're going to pivot to the brand. So tell me a little bit about the Samvia brand. What have you been up to both pre-pandemic and then during the pandemic? (laughs) Well, the brand was focusing more 
you know, I'm a firm believer, Kelly, that education drives sales. Yeah, okay. I'm a firm believer in that. And even with tools, I believe education drives sales. Okay. And I got into the tool side because that was my exit plan, basically, because I knew there's going to come a day when people are going to say, I've seen Sam, he's he's old. We don't need to see no. him. We'll go look at somebody, somebody different, you know, every, everybody's replaceable and I'm cool with that, but I wanted to have an exit plan and the tools were my exit plan built around ergonomics, but education in regards to the brand is what we are really about. Education is what sets us up and really gives us, I mean, I think education and the styling tools, they go in hand and sure. it gives us an opportunity to touch people, education, we can touch people you know, uh, through knowledge and with the tools, we can touch people physically. That's, you know, the, how, how we really get this whole business model to basically how they work together. They education and study tools, they go hand in hand. And a lot of people think you need a business model for this and a business model for that. But we've been able to work this magical formula where it's the voice of education that really sets people up to say, oh, well, let's take a look at the tools. Oh, wow, sure. these are really interesting, the way that they're made, the way to their ergonomics. And it's because my whole goal is to give people longevity, give sure. them longevity in regards to education. Don't get yep. stuck in your comfort zone. There's danger in that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Don't get stuck loving a technique. Find a lot of different ways to really expand your clientele, expand your knowledge, and that's education. But at the same time, be comfortable at the chair, kind of a, a, a formula regards to, you know, the education styling tools going hand in hand. Got it. That is so great. So is there a technique that pushed you out of your comfort zone all of these years? And, you know, speaking of like not staying in that zone. Well, the joke at Redkin is don't let Sam touch color. Oh. <laughs> That's, he's, All right. he's, he's colorblind. So you'll never see me do color. Okay, but really? That, but I'm not, I'm, right. but I'm not, I'm not colorblind, but they okay. just, I just could never get the formulation story right. Okay. <laughs> but I really, you know, will continue to focus on what it is that I do. Um, I really think that I have an opportunity really now I'm speaking a lot. Okay. And uh, I'm opening that door up a little bit more, which I'm really enjoying. But I still feel I have a lot to do on the hair side and the education side. I'm not going to go anywhere. But I think it, 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 for me right now, the story is about, you know, what's happened with what we've been doing lately. It really gave everybody just to push the pause button. Good. You know, pause, stop, look, listen, mm -hmm. learn, watch, and you're going to win. Yeah. And this is the opportunity that I think where somebody pushed the pause, big pause button and said, we're going to pause everything. Okay. So it gave me an opportunity to really look, look at myself as a father, look at myself as a husband, look at myself as a teacher, and then choose, how am I going to reinvent myself? Mm -hmm. How do I want to focus this and just elevate my personal game? And it's all about right now, what I feel so important in the industry is what hairdressers are looking for is maximum results with minimum effort. All saying, right. how can I get this done? And not necessarily, now I don't want to get people to get me wrong out there, not in a quicker time, sure. but how could I get this done so I can focus on creating an experience for the client? Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example, Kelly. Can you imagine if you go in and you're a new client and you go and get your hair done and you sit in my chair and we talk about things and we get our expectations set. Now comes time for me to blow dry your hair. I'm going to grab your phone. I'm going to place it on my vanity at the stage at the station, and I'm going to push yeah. record. 
And I'm going to record the tutorial uh, I'm going to give you to blow dry your hair. Yeah. So now when you go home, yeah. you've got the phone. Put me on the vanity every there with, with you in I the morning. It. Good morning, Kelly. Let's blow dry your hair. Now you see, Kelly, that's an experience. So what I'm trying to teach them is, you know, we, I know, I don't know. I used to spend book 45 minutes for a haircut and a blow dry. I'd take 30, 35 minutes to cut it. And then I'd rush through the blow dry. Maximum results with minimum effort. Let me show you how to do that haircut. Call it shortcuts or whatever it is, but I've discovered ways to do things to maximize the result. And you still get a great quality end result, but the effort is less. And now I want you to spend that time to teach. I believe that hairdressers in today's world need to be teachers at the chair because if you're not, the clients are going to go YouTube. How do I yeah. get volume in the crown on fine hair? And they're going to YouTube up and up pops Sam teaching them how to do it. So I think, you know, that's what it's about. It's about creating an experience at the chair so right. that you are able to have, you know, create your skills, maximum results with minimum effort, but that gives you time to focus on creating experience. Can you imagine if your color is processing Instead of me going into the break room and waiting for that timer to go off, I'm going to grab a mannequin, long hair mannequin. I'm mm. going to bring it out, sit with you while your color is processing and teach you how to put in an elastic and how to cover the, uh, the ponytail elastic. I'm going to teach you yeah. simple little ways that you can bring. Now that's adding value uh, yes. at that appointment time. And so creating experience and add value is going to be a lead to a, the new hairdresser in terms of being successful at the chair. Again, I love that. And that is fresh information. I mean, it really is. Us as consumers, you're right. We sit in the chair and we're like, ah, this looks so great. I'm going to go home and recreate this. I got it. And let's be real. Like, I can't. Like, I personally can't. Even with a mom as a stylist and in the industry, I don't know how to turn my wrist the right way. I'm taking my curling iron and I'm flipping the hair and there is no beach wave. I'm, I just, I can't. And so you're right. I love that idea because it really extends on over and above that initial experience in the salon and it elevates the craft. And I'm totally into that. I'm interested. I want to bring the salon professional industry and craft. Let's continue to elevate it day over day. And so stylists as teachers and educators in the chair, I just think that's a brilliant step forward. You know, that's why we've really gotten most recently a big focus of ours has been schools. And we right. really, you know, we partner with schools. We have, we do school kits and things like that. But now what we've created is we created a program called Skills Up. And it's me mm -hmm. once a month for an hour cool. and all the schools come on and watch. Oh. And I'll teach them, the students and the teachers, either, uh, you know, uh, coaching, coaching skills for the teachers or I'll give the students really basic information in terms of making their work easier. Even simple little things. Let's do some exercise and let me show you how to hold the shears properly. Things huh. like that. Yeah. So it's so important that we understand the schools are the rainbows of the future. And we need to really invest more time and energy into the schools. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what you've been doing during the pandemic. I know that you have reinvented the brand in some ways. Talk to me about what that looks like. Well, it's an interesting story because when March hit and we were told, you know, shut down and Red can cancel the class and I couldn't go to New York and then they canceled and they said, Sam, looks like we're going to cancel the rest of the year. That's when I told myself, especially when March, the ABS show was canceled. I thought, I told my team, the show must go on. They go, what do you mean? I said, we're going to do it virtually. Wow. They go, Sam, what are you talking about? I said, we're going to go, we're doing a two-day show. Yeah, All right. said, we're gonna, 
They go, what? I said, we're going to do two days. We're going to rotate the R team in and everybody's going to get an hour and we're going to have special, we'll have some special guests, but the show must go on and we're going to do it. We're going to find a platform and we're going to do it virtual. And they go crazy and it (laughs) took off. It took off. We did uh, the two day, our first show must go on. We did uh, extremely uh, great in sales and we're on, we're on our way to do the seventh one. And Whoa. then we also discovered, I thought, you know, I want to help the PBA with their relief fund. So I created the social fund. It reminded me, I woke up one morning and thought, ah, Jerry Lewis. I remember right. mom and dad always used to make us watch Jerry Lewis. And I thought, well, let's do like a telethon. Let's do a social fund and help raise money yeah. for the PBA relief fund. And, and it was amazing. Every person I called up to say, would you like to participate? Anthony Moscolo, Robert Lafetta, Antoinette, can't, I mean, everybody. They were like, immediately, yes, 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 yes. It just showed that we're all in this together. And it really, uh, it, it kind of lit a fire in terms of education continues. And this is a great opportunity to develop your skills even further. Yeah, I love that. And I think it, it was interesting during the during and now still uh, in the pandemic to see the industry come together, um, you know, sharing hope and financial aid and wisdom and all of those things. I think one of the things I love most about this industry is that it's, yes, it's competitive, right? But the salon professionals just want to give and share. I mean, just share. And it's really cool because prior to my life in the salon pro industry, I worked in others and it wasn't like that. (laughs) It wasn't like that. That's so true, Kelly. You know, my hope, Kelly, is when this is all over, that there are no boundaries. Yes. There are no boundaries. You have no boundaries between salon owner and stylist, between independent salons and independent contractors and session stylists and platform artists. We all just come together and support yeah. each other. Yeah. Who cares where you're at as long as we remain professional and our standards? But that's what my hope is, that the, there's, there's just these boundaries are eliminated when this is all said and done. I like it. Well stated. And speaking of, you know, we talked about education and products, you know, two different business models. I know that you have, you know, the product line uh, that you've launched some new innovation there and, you know, with the blow dryer and some different products, take me through the idea behind those products and how they're different. Well, we are, most of our products are targeted to the professional yet. We've also now understand Let's face it, everybody's shopping online and the mm-hmm. new classroom is the computer. So mm-hmm. we really tar- started to target not only the primarily the professional, but we wanted to target the consumer also. Okay. Now, in the old days, Kelly, maybe that might not have been the right thing for me to do as a, as a salon professional. Sure. But I have to say, now those are like, they, they kind of like merge, have merged into each other, yep. the consumer and the professional. Why? Because you're not, you're not it used to be professional only. Remember those mm-hmm. days? Professional mm-hmm. only. Now you have retailers like Sephora, Ulta, Amazon that are in the business, you know, yep. that are really, and guess what? They're in the professional business. Mm -hmm. but they go about it with a different business model. So we need to embrace them. What it did for us was it woke us up and said, hey, Sam, you know how you've always been against selling against the consumer? Let's wake up now and understand that's another part of what we have to offer. So I thought, okay. So that's why we came out with our uh, pro results tools. Those are tools that are consumer friendly, but yet the salon professional can pick them up. 
Yet most salon professionals might not that I know of, but some salon professionals are going to be smart and say, you know what, this gets me to the fa faster to the end result. So I can focus on those things that Sam talked about. Yeah. So that's, and then also is the consumer side of it. So, you know, I've, over the years, I've been so fortunate to work with so many educators over the years. And, you know, the common thread is the commitment and the passion to teach, you know, and we're incredibly fortunate that we have a, a platform where others want to contribute and they want to join. Now we're opening that platform up and why we've gone consumer and pro. You know, and, and it's a thin, it's a thin line sort of to walk mm -hmm. through. You know, I'm sure there's people out there that are saying Sam's gone consumer. You know, it, guess what? <laughs> Everybody is doing things that they thought they would never do. Sure. Yeah. And it's important that we all understand that there's plenty for everybody out there. Yeah. And I like that linking that consumer tool. So back to your thought of the pro giving, you know, setting the phone on the vanity, giving the blow dry chips or even the mannequin. Now they can say, Hey, and here's the tool that I've used and here's where you can go get it. So you just seamlessly bridge that gap. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. I mean, product is not an option. It's a necessity. And I think that's yeah. important. And that goes even with the tools, you know, listening the good Lord gave us two of these. As hairdressers, we need to use these more often than we use this. You and when it. we use this, our voice, we need to use it with intent and purpose that's going to support and help that consumer that's sitting in your chair. Anything else, Sam, that you want to talk about with the products innovation-wise that you really want to get out there uh, for our listeners? No, I, you know what, Kelly? I really believe that I don't, you know, people go, well, what's next? What are you going to do next in yep. terms of product? You know, it's really... I've got a product, a punch list about, I don't know, it's about a page and a half long. I love it. <laughs> and it's all, it's, you know, like I see something, I'll say, oh, I want to do something like that or something like that. And then when I'll present it to my team, they'll go, no, 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 put that <laughs> one at the bottom of your list. This is one you can afford to do right now. But you know what? We're going to continue to support the hairdresser ergonomically. Yeah. We're going to continue to support the hair hairdresser education. I really believe that virtual education, it's here, your laptop, because it is the new classroom yet. I want everybody out there to remember when we can go live and when we can go to shows and it's all open up again, I want everybody to pick themselves up from the beautiful computer and get yourself to a show live. Yes. Why? Because the computer can't touch your heart. You can't network with, the, with other people. And it's that connection that we have at those shows that make it so, so precious and those moments that we have together. So please, you know, remember that and don't get so relaxed and comfortable that yep. oh, I'm learning so much. My laptop, I love it. I'm at home. Well, guess what? When you go back to your hair show, you're probably going to even love that even more. True. It's going to be so sweet when we can walk into America's Beauty Show and say, oh, we're back. The loud excitement and noise and passion like we are here, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the reasons I started the tease was to talk more specifically about what is happening in the professional beauty space. And over the years, it's changed a lot, but in some ways it hasn't. And as an industry veteran, we'd love your opinion on where the industry is headed or what should the industry be doing? I mean, over and above what we've seen sort of come out of this pandemic. Wow. That's a great question yeah. <laughs> because I feel this, the, the beauty industry, the salon industry has been hit very hard. Right. Um, I think, you know, where do we fit? People trying to figure out where do we fit and the government trying to figure out where we right. fit. You know, if you, if you were to ask me, are we essential? 
Well, you know, I, I, you know, I think the most essential is definitely the frontline workers. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think I'm essential to a person's mindset. Yeah. I can have a client, you know, you could have a client walk in and they're just devastated having a horrible day. And then when they leave, they're feeling like a, a, a diamond in the rough. Totally. Their whole mindset has changed. So we're essential for a human being's mindset. You know, Great. people, I was uh, someplace once and people asked, so what do you do? I said, I'm a hairdresser. And they go, kind of looked at me as a group of people that go, so what do you make? <laughs> and I said, well, and I kind of looked at them and going, what, what do I make? Mm -hmm. I go, well, guess what? I can make an audience of 10,000 people listen to me with intent and purpose and you can hear a needle drop. Agreed. I can make a classroom yeah. of students. I can touch them in a way and make them understand that they can be successful and probably make more money than you make. You know what I make? Mm -hmm. I make a difference. What ah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's really important that I think that, you know, as the industry moves forward, understand how much value we have to the consumer as hairdressers, as teachers, or whatever it is, then, you know, on the beauty side, makeup, facial, nails. But yep. I really believe that education is a must. As yep. a teacher, as a hairdresser, we must never cease to learn. There's yep. always something out there to learn. So virtual education, I think the next step for that is going to be hybrid. I think you're going to start to see where it's going to be a mix of audience and a mix of computers. You know, yep. you're starting to see that a little bit now. But I also think that live education will come back. I think that uh, salon communities, you know, I think salons are, are becoming more together. You're going to see that in the future. Okay. where they're going to really start to support each other even more so than they, they have. Understanding value and how important that value, adding value at a chair is so yep. important, that, that telephone for the example. Mm -hmm. And then express services, I think are going to be something in the, that's going to become very popular in terms of it, whether it be on the color side, whether it be on the finish, the cut side, whatever. But I think people are going to just have a lot of discoveries on the express side. And when I mean express, I want hairdressers to understand, I'm not saying do things quickly. Mm -hmm. I'm saying maximize that time so you can spend more time adding that experience because it is going to be about creating an experience in the salon so that the, the uh, guest or the client does want to return back to that salon. Maximum results, minimum effort to tie all the way back to your initial intent. Okay, so we're rounding out. We're heading into the last questions. And this is a section we call quick takes that we ask all of our guests. So if you want to give me your quick take answers on these, they're a little bit outside of our salon pro scope. Nothing too scary. I promise. I think we're going to have some fun. So the first one is, what product are you loving right now that isn't one of yours? That's not one of mine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well could, it, could it be a Redken product? I guess that's pretty much one of mine, right? It can, or you know what? It could be um, a facial product. It can be a household product. We can do anything you're loving right now. Oh, okay. In that particular case, <laughs> then it's my little machine to help me with my putting for golf. Okay, let's let's hear about it. Like well, what what, yeah, what is it? <laughs> people go, so do you have any hobbies? I yeah. go, well, one hobby I have is golf. And they go, they look at me and they're like, You play <laughs> golf? And yeah, I because I love it because I'm out there by myself yep. most of the time. I'm up early and I'll go try to go out at least once a week. And 
it's so quiet and peaceful. But the one thing that gets me frustrated is, is that little little white ball and trying to put it in the hole and trying to put right. it in there. So I bought this machine right now that I'm absolutely loving that's helping me really improve my putting game. <laughs> so that's my love right now. Okay, I love it. Okay, so I'm a golfer too. All right. But you know what? My short game, it's pretty strong. Like I'm terrible with my woods, my drivers. I mean, just terrible. And uh, But here's the thing. If you need someone to chip it, I'm your gal. No kidding. Yeah. Wow, we have a lot in common there. I love that. <laughs> you know, I took up golf in the pandemic and I'll admit to you, I was on the high school golf team, which is potentially incredibly nerdy, but hey, I was, here we go. Um, but I didn't start golfing again until this last spring because it was something to do. And I've really fallen in love with it again. So there you go. All right, so what are you streaming right now? Do you have any shows on Netflix or podcasts? I mean, outside of Volume Up that you'll be listening to, what are you listening to right now? Oh gosh, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. All right. So, yes, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. So I'm, I'm watching that for the second time now. Oh, I was and, gonna say. And this time what I'm really doing is paying more attention to the hair. Yes. So I'm really looking at the hair a lot. And that Khaleesi, man, her I hair know. is just amazing the whole time. So I'd say right now, that's on my, my stream list right okay. now. All right. Do you think you can, well, I know you could, but do you ever have dreams of recreating the Khaleesi's hair? Oh, yes. Like, do you <laughs> deconstruct it in your mind? And then, oh, yes. Oh. Many, times, many times. Matter of fact, what, one of my things would be to be on set and yeah. actually be there doing that hair would be just a, a dream come true. I feel like you could make that happen. I do. I don't know. You know, <laughs> people said, how come you never got into TV or anything yeah. like that? It's, I just, I, I, you know, TV, you're not teaching. You're just doing. Yeah, so I think, you know, fair. it goes back to my love for being a teacher. All right. Uh, I think we've covered this one. But again, real talk words of advice for professionals who want to get to the, quote, top of our industry. Oh, gosh. You know, focus on how you can versus why you can't. All right you know, just really that whole intent and purpose on the task and success will come your way. It really will. I mean, one thing, Kelly, I never asked to be where I'm at. People just said, you need to do this now, or you need to be this now. You need to be this. So just let people push you to the top. Don't try to get to the top. I like that. That's great. And again, one we potentially already covered, but 2021 predictions for our industry. Wow. Gosh. I mean, who knows, right? Six exactly. months ago would have been different. Oh, okay. Kelly, you know, my, like I said, my hope is that, you know, prediction is these boundaries drop, you know, yeah. that we just like really that. embrace everybody in the industry and really support everybody in the industry. There's been too many salons and friends that have, you know, they've gotten out of the industry or they've closed their salon or they've let people go, yeah. uh, you know, and I just hope that everybody just supports everybody and just helps us get us back on track. And and I say that in a way where people go, well, Sam, do you think we're that bad off? No, I'm not saying that we are, but I think that we've been bruised. We've been yeah. bruised and we really need to work together to get back where we were. All right. I like it. So thank you again. This has been lovely <laughs> on many levels. <laughs> um, before we go, can you let everyone know where we can find, you know, whether pro or prosumer or consumer products and, and, and education Tell us where you're at on the internet, <laughs> on your social channels. Where can we find you? Okay. Well, I, first of all, I recommend go to www.samvia.com. Okay. You're going to find the education calendar in there. 
all the tools are in there. But what I'm really proud of is we created uh, Friends of Sam. So oh. anybody that's done any of the, the events with me, they immediately go into this little place, Friends of Sam, and you can look them up in there and it immediately takes you to their Instagram handle. Cool. So once again, artists supporting artists. And yep. then follow us on Instagram, you know, make sure you're following us on Instagram, that's Sam Via Hair. And then Facebook is Sam Via Professional. Okay. And then YouTube, highly recommend. People go, Sam, I want to see that again, or I miss that. And then I, my first response is, are you subscribing to my YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that's Sam Via slash uh, pro, Sam Via Hair slash pro YouTube. So go there and, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And that way you'll keep up on it. And then lives. You know, constantly, constantly doing live. I was speaking yep. to an ex-business partner today and she, she goes, seems like all I see is you're doing something every day. <laughs> I, I tell her, no, those are just reruns or they may yeah. look like I'm doing something every day. But really just follow us on our social and okay. really, really subscribe to the YouTube channel. You got it. It sounds like you're a content master. You got a oh. team behind you, right? Well, you I know mean- what, Kelly? I, I... <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like I said, I love teaching. I mean, yeah. I would go into the studio and uh, I'll give you a story really quickly. I was doing this TV show, Look Style Society, and they said, Sam, you're going to go in here in this room and we want you to shoot a couple tricks for the consumer. So they go, I go into the cameraman. He goes, okay, so you got one hour. Can we at least get two? He goes, mm. I was only able to get one out of what that last person. <laughs> I go, I got 15 ready for you. And he just, ah. he just dropped, his jaw dropped and Kurt was with me and Kurt goes, you haven't worked with this guy before. So prepare. <laughs> so I banged out 15 tricks within an hour. And the guy was just like, wow. He goes, I learned a couple things from my wife that I'm going to go home and do. I love it. That's amazing. Okay. And then where does the energy come from? Like where is just innate? <laughs> I, I don't know. My, I, my wife asked me that and I told her, and this might sound crazy. People think I'm crazy. But sleeping is a waste of time. Ah, you know, I think right. successful people are doing things while others yeah. are sleeping. You know, my point. staff on the west side, west coast side, they'll get emails from me at 4 a.m. Yeah, my time, and that's 1 a.m. their time. They go, "Are you still up?" I go, "No, I I just got up." <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I love it. Well, yeah. Sam, thank you so much. Here. This my has been friend. a pleasure. It's been wonderful. Again, with Sam, he's like, I was like, where do you get this energy from? And he was like, you know what? I think sleep is overrated and I'm not quite there yet, but good for him. He is a ball of energy and excitement and positivity. And that is what I love about this industry. I mean, I say it over and over again, but it's true. But it's true. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, it's Sandia. That was so interesting. He's got such a wide long career spanning so much and i mean yeah it's just what a treat what a treat sam via thank you you are amazing and you know what that's all we've got for today be sure to hit subscribe rate and review and follow us on instagram facebook twitter youtube and tiktok at read the tease and send in questions to volume up at the tease.com and we check in our instagram highlights right read the tease You're going to get a glimpse of me in my glory days with my now husband and friends dressed up at Suri's company. You're not going to want to miss it. Absolutely not. Keep your eyes peeled. Thumbs ready at the scroll. It's what they call, it's what the kids call thumb stoppable content.
Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Stephen Chavaran. Thank you to our creative team, Kay Reynolds and Haley Hefner, for putting together the graphics for this episode, and Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube.